dance makes. And at midnight with the Charlie Hunter Trio and E.W. Wainwright recorded live at Yoshi's. All happening this New Year's Eve on KPFA. And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA, 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, and 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, and of course online at www.kpfa.org. It is 3 o'clock here in the city of Berkeley. Now stay tuned for Cover to Cover right here on KPFA. Good afternoon. My name is Esther Mania, and I will be your host for today's Cover to Cover Open Book. For today's program, we'll be listening to a sound collage of poetry and music with themes touching on first impressions, love, and politics. We'll begin today's show with a poem by spoken word artist Buddy Wakefield called Convenience Store. We both know the smell of a convenience store at 4 a.m. like the backs of a lot of hands. She sells me trucker crack, many things. It's like vibrant, but she doesn't make me feel awkward about it. She can tell it's been a long drive and it's only going to get longer. Offers me a free cup of coffee, but I never touch the stuff. Besides, I'm going to need more speed than that. We notice each other's smiles immediately. It's our favorite thing for people to notice. Our smiles, it's all either one of us has to offer. You can see it in the way our cheeks stretch out like arms wanting nothing more than to say you all are welcome here. She shows brittle nicotine teeth with spaces between each one. Her fingers are bony, there's no rings on them. She'd love to get her nails done someday. One time, she had her hair fixed. They took out the grease, made it real big on top, and feathered it. She likes it like that. She'll never be fully informed on some things, just like I will never understand who really buys moon pies or those rolling, wrinkled, dried-up sausages. But then again, she's been here a lot longer than me. She's seen everything from men who grow dreadlocks out of their top lips to children who look like cigarettes. I give her my money, I wait for my change, but I feel like there's something more happening here, y'all. I feel like a, a warm mop bucket and dingy tiles that'll never come clean. I feel like these freezers cannot be restocked often enough. I feel like trash cans of candy wrappers with soda pop dripping down the wrong side of the plastic. I feel like everything just got computerized. I feel like she was raised to say a lot of stupid things about our color. And I feel like if I were to identify myself as gay, this conversation would stop. It's what I do. I feel. I get scared sometimes. Drive. But in one minute and 48 seconds, I'm gonna walk out of here with a full tank of gas, a bottle of mini thins, and a pint of milk. While there's a woman still trapped behind a Formica counter somewhere in North Dakota who says she wants nothing more than to hear my whole story, all 92,775 miles of it. I can feel it though, y'all. She's heard more opinions and trucker small talk than Santa Claus has made kids happy. So I only find the nerve to tell her the good parts that she's the kindest thing to happen since Burlington, Vermont. And I wanna leave it at that because men who are 
not smart have taken it farther, have cradled her up like a nutcracker and made her feel as warm as a high school education on the dusty back roads or a beer in a koozie. Y'all, I feel like she's been waiting here a long time for the one who'll come two-stepping through that door on 18 wheels without making her feel like it's her job to sweep up the nutshells alone when she's done been cracked again. Who won't tempt her to suck the wedding ring off, but will show her simply love. She doesn't need me or any other man, but she doesn't know that either. And I'm just hoping like crazy she doesn't think I'm the one, because the only time I'll ever see North Dakota again is in a Van Morrison song late, late at night. I promise y'all, I feel like she's 37 years old, wearing 51 badly, dying inside like certain kinds of dances around fires to speak through you, a forest if you weren't so taken with sparks. But she was never given those words. She has not been told she can definitely change the world. She knows some folks do, but not in convenience stores and not with lottery tickets. So I finally ask her what I've been feeling the entire time I've been standing there still getting scared like I do sometimes, really, really ready to drive. I ask, is this it for you? Is this all you'll ever do? Her smile collapsed. That tightly strapped in pasty skin, it went loose. Her heart fell crooked. She said, not knowing my real name, I can tell, buddy, by the many things and the way you drive. We're both taken with novelty. We've both believed in mean gods. We both spend our money on things that break too easily, like people. And I can tell you think you've had it rough. So especially you should know it's what I do. I dream. I get high sometimes. And I'm going to roll out of here one day. I just might not get to drive. Pan Jack settled out off of the train. The great tramp. He got scared. He always told me if I get afraid to walk into a railroad yard, a makeup yard, it would be time to quit. He used to carry a spike wall handle in his bindle, his bedroll, balloon, he called it, uh, to fend off the ne'er-do-wells. But, you know, the way it's gotten to be on the skids now, young, mean drunks and drug money. And so they prey off the old poor. Uh, down under the railroad bridges. And so they tend to settle out and stay in one place where they feel safe. You see, he feels safe in this bar over in Albany, Oregon. If you want to find Frying Pan Jack, that's where you look for him. We shared a camp down there in Oroville at the foot of the Feather River Canyon coming out of Keddy on the western Pacific. Keddy, up at the top of the canyon, still has a wooden water tower. It's never been torn down and you can camp under it. Anybody ever been there? Up in the high Sierra? Well, it's beautiful. Jack and I were in that camp. That's where he said to me, you know, he'd been tramping since 1927. He said, I told myself in 27, if I cannot dictate the conditions of my labor, I will henceforth cease to work. 
You don't have to go to college to figure these things out. No, sir. He said, I learned when I was young that the only true life I have is the life of my brain. But if it's true, the only real life I have is the life of my brain. What sense does it make to hand that brain to somebody for eight hours a day for their particular use on the presumption that at the end of the day they will give it back in an unmutilated condition? Bad chance. So he built that big Montana bedroll, started piping the stem, panhandling, you know. Head full of words and songs. He didn't write songs and poems. He found them and scattered them abroad. Uh, for people like me to find and put to work again. He was old enough to remember the sway rods under the boxcars, riding the rods. Right band Jack, the two bums. The bum on the rods is hunted down as an enemy of mankind. The other is driven around to his club as fetid, wined and dined. And they who curse the bum on the rods as the essence of all that's bad will greet the other with a winning smile and extend the hand so glad. The bum on the rods is a social flea who gets an occasional bite. The bum on the plush is a social leech, blood-sucking day and night. The bum on the rods is a load so light that his weight we scarcely feel. But it takes the labor of dozens of folks to furnish the other a meal. As long as we sanction the bum on the plush, the other will always be there. But rid ourselves of the bum on the plush and the other will disappear. And make an intelligent, organized kick. Get rid of the wasted crush. Don't worry about the bum on the rods. Get rid of the bum on the plush. what I am, where I come from, and this is all I can say. I stayed up all night formulating this thesis, so please listen well so you won't ask again. I am hyphen American. I've memorized the slash between African and American. I know you've tried hard, changed my name from nigger to negro to African American to black. Hope the work didn't give you a heart attack. See, you're right. We're moving up the ladder. Got away from the back of the bus. Even stay in the White House every now and then. Send Jesse Jackson to speak for us on behalf of red, white, and blue. But you see, I told you already, I've memorized my name, and it doesn't matter if you've erased the N-word from your vocabulary, told your kids it's not nice to say that. I've memorized my name. See, right now, that slash be the border, the bridge, the checkpoint. Let me know that even though I live here in this country, I love here too. My parents clean toilets in college. I may have lost friends in 9-11 too, but that slash be the line I know not to cross. That slash be my mother's accent, strong and thick like Arabic coffee. That slash be my brother's paralyzed body, deported back to Nigeria because he was a felon who wasn't a citizen. It's really okay. I understand where I belong. You can change the names, rearrange the terms of debate, but I know I'm not a nigger anymore, but an other, an evildoer. The Arab you stop at the airport, 
the Palestinian boy bloodied by cowardly fist on his way to school the day after September 11th. I am nothing safe. I am nothing comfortable like your new lazy boy sofa. I am the one who makes you lock your doors at night, keep your kids out of sight. And I memorized my name. I told you already. I know this game, the slash, the distance between you and me. Let me know that you're American and I'm African American or African in America or just plain wrong. That slash, the look on my face, the day the government declared Nigeria the number three possible terrorist country in the world. And what do I do now? What flag do I claim? What if it's not about governments or terrorists? What if it's about my cousins begging for bread and the broken promise of a full belly back home? What if it's about faces of family you've etched in your mind, hold close to your chest? What if it's about black women looking for more than minimum wage and welfare to work that doesn't ever seem to work? What if it's about my very own mother and father from the land you call other foreign terrorists? And while I'm on the subject, I thought I'd set the record straight. I am everything American. I am the hope of my whole Nigerian village. My mother's dream to find me more than one meal a day. I am the border patrol agent whose last name is Gutierrez or Luna or Gonzalez pointing a gun at the same woman who took his mother across the border years ago. I am hands picking cotton so most Americans can enjoy cotton sheets. I am the belly dancing class you call exotic, the hummus and pita bread you call California cuisine. I am your safari trip to Kenya where you spend the night in the fanciest hotels, take photos of black women riding elephants, and come back to say you've traveled all over Africa. So I don't know why you call me foreign or other, because you've eaten my food, called it your genius creation. You've dug into my land and between my thighs, called anything you've laid your hands on yours. By now the Statue of Liberty should be a pregnant third world woman with a baby slung on her back, balancing a bucket of water on her head. That should be what you see when you reach these shores, because I am everything American, nothing foreign. The border you've already crossed come to ask you, where are your papers? Freedom from within reshapes bone structures so we can stand up better. Freedom from within takes butterfly wings and turns them into I love you so deep that the echoes of such words vibrates in the hollows of one's chest first. Understands self-love first, never tries to give what it doesn't have to give first. We have to realize that this hate that has kept us down is not the hate you will allow to dress you up every morning. You, with your head so low, you might crash into a wall. Don't let them misinterpret the best of you Has faced Goliath You have walked away with breath in your mouth Whether you knocked him down Maybe this time he just walked away Next time, carry poison in your tongue A rock in your back pocket just in case And let him know who David was Because it has been too long It has been too long That silence has choked the best of us Us birthing the world every day Baptizing it with milk Don't let them Cut out your tongue. What made you think that it was okay for him to decorate your face in purple? To cut the oak of your body down to a seed? Don't let them cut out your tongue, woman. Speak up. Up is the only direction we have to go from here on in. The ends of our unraveling threads must be knotted up and tight and strong. Tight around your waist. So when you feel your 
yourself slipping back into the black that outlined your dreams and kept them confined. We can pull you back into the surface where birds take flight. It is not their love that you are looking for. It is not their love that you are looking for. It is your love that you have lost. It is not in the structure of their castle you will find that your treasure is not the gold that they are offering you. My bandage your wounds a thousand times, woman. Watch them heal on the surface, but your birds are trapped inside. How are you supposed to take flight with them? Head of the table, never meant to carry the spot to smack you with. Unconditional love never meant that the conditions of your survival would be questionable. But here we sit crying, cause you were 13 when he raped you. I'm 23 and he hits me. You're 53 and it's been 23 years that the echoes of his words whispering, You are worthless. Has made you into a defeated warrior. Warrior, get up. Find your weapons, whether it be your voice or your leaving, your fist or your dream. Take back what is yours Self-love is not found in another You are not that diamond You are not that diamond That children's hands excavate from African lands To sell to American hands before our weddings Because it is the only love we can interpret You are that diamond That sits in the sky so right Only God could have shaped it You are that diamond You are that diamond I remember I am that diamond I am that diamond, I am that diamond Only God, only I could have created En mi canción abundan colores y páginas Y los cuentos son vírgenes Niña, agarra tu destino y orcalo Aún a pesar de porque ni modo pinta tu propio mundo Paint your own direction where paper isn't necessary, not because of the light speed movement of technology, but because words are so heavy, they fall out of our mouths. Paint the floor with virgin stories where women's limbs are not tied together and burned. Instead, fire on skin as orange, as red, as brown, our petals on air falling, fluttering over the private school trying to get its money back. They thought they paid Oakland to pretend. Pinta tu propio mundo because the newspapers will only draw our dissension and still somehow keep us guessing, daydreaming, while the world spins its erasure. So paint, paint the empty spaces, push the corners back with blue for the baby boy left in the park. Paint him a mother in a park that will hold him. You thought painting would be pretty, you wanted an escape, a new picture. But it is a new picture. Our eyes are open, colors are closing our cuts, and the words belong to the truth tellers, and we are all painting. A love poem to my mother in five parts. One, my mother and I drive down Market Street, roll down the window to beat the San Francisco heat. A man stands waving his arms. I need help, his sign says, anything will help. And I remember how I passed him by each day. Sorry, don't have any change. I remember my mother who says, roll down the window instead of rolling your eyes. Give him something. A homeless man is a person too. But I don't have anything, I say. Check my wallet. I'll come up with something. Two. 
That was my mother always coming up with something. She made French toast with pride, turned a few slices of bread and one egg into enough food to feed five children, reminding me of biblical stories like Jesus taking a piece of fish and a slice of bread and multiplying it to feed the masses. My mother, you taught me to know right from wrong. Right was clean water and breath in your lungs. Wrong was the sunken eyes of a homeless man drowning in snow in our small town. My mother, you taught me to walk with my eyes open and my shoulders in salute of being a woman, not just any woman, but the daughter of a woman who did magic shows, turned white rice and a can of peas into a world-class entree, and giggling children breathing in dreams with full bellies made us forget our apartment was home to mice. Three. My mother, you said I could roll the dice and decide my future. The sky is the limit, you always said, and you meant it in your lips. It's not simply a cliche. Mother, I always thought we were too different for words. Me wanting to fly away from small towns and too many frowns on my face. Me not wanting to be the prodigal daughter and the straight A student at the same time. Me wanting to give my mother a place to rest her weary heart. But instead, I left. For four years, wave goodbye to open wounds and not enough answers for my family. Not even trying to stay and work it out. Mother, I know this isn't your way. You always try to stay and work it out. Mother, some days I think we are two islands far apart, out to sea. But mother, I look into your eyes behind the disguise of fear and trying to survive in a new country. And mother, I see myself. I see you. A young woman waving goodbye to her village, the first to go overseas, leave behind proud parents who wanted more for you, more than backyard snails for dinner, who wanted you to sail across the ocean and touch the sky. And when my father came your way for marriage, you told him not to waste your time, even if he wanted to wine and dine you, 'cause you were after one thing—a degree and not a strip mall shopping spree. Four. Mother, we are not so different. You say I should get married. I say, what about a PhD first? And behind your words, I know you thirst for a daughter who has three letters to let any man know she means business. Mother, we are not so different. I want to be the first to tell my story, write the truth of what I know, make you proud too—a task too difficult to imagine. But mother, silence got me in trouble one time, and I don't know if I can walk that road again. Mother, we are not so different. You say Palestine needs a homeland. We agree over sipping tea. You say Bush shouldn't have a street named after him in San Francisco. I agree. How can we attack Iraq, a country smaller than California? I agree. Take out your dreadlocks. We're not Jamaican. I agree. But then you help me twist my first locks. Well, it's the lesser of two evils, you say. I like it better than your afro. Five. Mother, we are not so different. I know you did the best you can. Love is a four-letter word that means you will do anything for your children. You have, and I thank you. Mother, we are not so different. You lost a son the day before his 18th birthday in a car accident. I lost a brother. We bathe daily in our grief. Your hands are still cracked from dry ice days of selling ice cream and teaching to raise your kids. 
mother. You say I need to get married, have kids, be a good Igbo Nigerian woman. I'll think about it, but in the meantime, I found a cheaper way. I'm a teacher. I have 40 kids at school, and I don't even have to take them home and feed them. Mother, you taught me wrong was a man standing knee-deep in snow with a sign that says, please help, anything will do. Mother, I am that man. I hope you see me like you saw him on that day. I hope you stop and ask, what can I do to help? Mother, do you see me? I am here hurting with a bruised heart bursting open like a pomegranate. Mother, I am you looking up to heaven, different, but still you, different, but still trying to touch the sky. Voodoo child. 
by Saku Sundiata. And that's going to do it for today's cover-to-cover open book. Special thanks to the poets featured on today's program, Buddy Wakefield, Utah Phillips, Uchechi Kalu, Climbing Poetry, and Leticia Hernandez. For questions and or comments, you can email us at amelia at kpfa.org or call us at 510-848-6767, extension 622. My name is Esther Minia, and I've been your host for today's Cover to Cover. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for Free Speech Radio News. This is Redwood Mary, and I wish to invite you to start the new year with a fun approach to creating personal and social change. On Saturday, January 6, 2007, internationally renowned author and community change worker Fran Peavy will be conducting her strategic questioning workshop in San Francisco at the Friends Meeting, located at 65 9th Street, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., Proceeds benefit Women's Global Green Action Network. For registration and info, call 510-459-9448 and hope to see you there.